0: I want to talk to you from this title today, I Quit Making Excuses. I want to welcome those online watching around the world. had somebody, one of my good buddies from California that was watching this uh, last experience. So I just want to welcome all of you that are watching around America and around the world today. When I say 2010, what comes to your mind? Just think about that for a moment. What comes to your mind? If you had to describe 2010 in one word, what would it be? For, for some of you, it would be awesome. And, and for much of my 2010, it was, it was awesome with, with my, my wife and my, my kids, the, the church and God's blessings. It, it, was a, it was an awesome 2010. That would be one of the words I would use. Some of you may use the word great. Some of you, you you may use the word fantastic. Others of you, you would say things like this about 2010. You would use a word like average. It was okay. It was the same old, same old. Others of you would use words like it was tough. And and one of the things about my 2010 is it was tough. Uh, I lost my mom in 2010. She passed away. For many of our staff members, a lot of our staff, for the first time, lost a lot of family members this last year, from, from kids to mom to dad to mother-in-law. And it, it, was, it was a tough year. As a pastor of this church and leading this staff, it was a, it was a tough year on our staff. And I, one of the words I would use to describe 2010 was tough. Some of you would use the word horrible or, or unexpected or challenging. or Some of you would use this word. You would use the word painful. And and, and here's the news that I want to give you today, just in case you're not aware of it. 2010 is over. It's a new season. It's a new year. It's a new day. And I believe this for your life. I believe the best is yet to come. Listen, 2010 is over. Quit making excuses about 2010. It's a new year. It's a new day. And it's time for you to move forward. It's time to move forward. And here's what I want you to know. You can follow along with me in your bulletin notes and fill in the blanks. Here's what I want you to know. For for, for you to move forward, you need to realize that God has more for your life in 2011. God has more for your life in 2011. I want to use Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12. I I, want to talk About three verses there in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. I want to unpack those verses to you today during this this talk. The Bible says in Philippians 3 and verse 12, the apostle Paul, as he's inspired by the Holy Spirit, writes, Not that I have already obtained all this. Notice that Paul says, I'm not there yet. I haven't obtained all this yet. When it comes to my relationship with Christ, Paul says, I'm not there yet. When it comes to his life and where he wanted to be, Paul said, listen, I'm not there yet. When it came to being the man of God that God wanted him to be, Paul would say, I'm not there yet. I haven't obtained all of this. He says, or already been made perfect. He says, I'm not perfect. I'm not what I should be yet. I'm not there yet. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Paul said, I'm not there yet, but I'm pressing forward because God has more for me. And one thing that I'm convinced of about my life is I haven't arrived yet. I'm not there yet. I haven't accomplished all that God has for my life, and neither have you. The fact is this, the very fact that we are all alive means God has more for us. The fact that we woke up still breathing in our right mind means that God has more for us. Listen, God is still changing us. I'm in process. Listen, God still wants to accomplish things through our life that haven't been done yet. God has more for us in 2011. Matter of fact, some of you, your declaration would be today, I'm not who I want to be, but I'm on my way. Come on, that's somebody in this house. I'm not who I want to be, but I'm on my way. I'm in process. God is still working on me. Some of you would declare, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm on my way. I'm moving forward. God has more for me in 2011. Matter of fact, don't don't, don't look at your neighbor, but you might just kind of give him a little side view. You know what I'm saying? And you begin to think these thoughts. Come on, neighbor, neighbor, I want you to understand. Don't get used to what I am because I'm on my way somewhere. God is still working on me. Don't get used to where I am. Don't don't get used to where I am because I'm on my way somewhere. God has more for me. I'm on my way. This is my year. New year, new decade. I'm headed somewhere in 2011. God has more for me. Some of you would say, this is my year. I'm going to break free from the addictions that have been, my, been in my life. This is my year. Some of you would say, this is my year. I'm going to break free from some bad habits that I had in 2010. This is, this is my year. Come on, it's the beginning of the new year, New Year's resolutions and all of that kind of stuff. Come on, this is your year. You're going to lose some weight in 2011, huh? Come on, this is it. You know, one of the things I'm excited about this 14 days of fasting, 90% of my purpose is I want to seek the Lord and draw closer to the Lord, to, to God. But I have to be honest, 10% of it, I'm going to lose some weight. Amen. I'm fasting and praying and I'm going to lose a few pounds while I'm seeking the Lord. Come on. This is your year. This is your year for some of you to start the business that God has put in your heart. This is you're not where you want to be, but you're on your way somewhere. This is your year. Come on, for your marriage, there's going to be a turnaround. It's, come on, listen, neighbor, understand. Don't get used to where my marriage is because it's on his way somewhere. God's not done with my marriage. And quit, quit talking bad about my kids. I know they look like baby kids, but they're on their way somewhere. <laughs> Come on, they're on their way somewhere. Don't get used to where we are. We're still in progress. God is still working on us. Listen, I had some friends in 2010 that pulled me back. Some of you would say, come on, you're going to get some new friends in 2011 because your head is somewhere. You're on your way somewhere. I'm not what I want to be, but I'm on my way. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm on my way. Come on, quit making excuses. 2010 is over. It's a new day. It's a new year. You need to move forward. To get to where God wants you to be, you must, point number two leads me to point number two. You must forget the past. Forget the past. Philippians chapter 3, the next verse, Paul says in verse 13, brothers, or that would be sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Boy, that, that just rang true in my heart this week i could teach a whole message on one thing i do i mean that, that's good paul says listen one thing i do and i will say that to you for 2011 at the beginning of this year in january one thing you gotta do in 2000 if you don't do anything else one thing you got to do in 2011 no more excuses paul says no excuses he says forgetting what is behind No excuses. One thing I got to do is forget what is behind. I'm not going to let the past paralyze me from the future that God has for me. One thing I do is forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. No more excuses. I'm straining towards what is ahead. Friends, don't let past successes stop you from straining towards what is ahead. God has more for you, but you can't live in the past. And so many people never receive what God has for them today because they get stuck in yesterday. And listen, you can't live in the past. You can't receive all God has for you today and tomorrow. And in 2011, if you get stuck in yesterday's successes, you can always recognize people who get stuck in yesterday's successes. You know, they always say things like this. I remember when you know some people like that, don't you? Every time you talk to them, it's always the past. I remember when, I remember the good old days. I, I remember when gas was 26 cents a gallon. Well, that's not no more. It's $3. Don't tell me about the good old days. What about no good old days? Ah, uh, yeah, it was 26 cents a gallon, and you was making 45 cents minimum wage. Come on, tell the whole story. <laughs> You're not telling the whole story. Uh, you hear people that, that live in the past. They they say things like, "I wish it was like it used to be." I wish it was like it at my last job. You're not at your last job. You got another job. Well, I remember my last job. I remember back in the '80s when we had typewriters, honey. I, miss, I don't miss typewriters, huh? I'm glad I got a personal laptop computer I can work on. Huh? You go on going back to the good old days. At my last job. The last city I live in had, well, you're not at your last city. Get over it. You're in this city. You can't do nothing about your last city. Come on, you hear me? Hey, my last city. Well, what, 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 my last car got 40 miles to the gallon. Well, you're not driving your last car. You got another one to 10 miles to the gallon. Get used to it. You might as well could live it in yesterday. I don't care how good it was. My, my last car. You know, as a pastor, I hear this one from time to time. At my last church, well, if your last church was that awesome, why aren't you still there? I know, Lord, I got the flesh right there. Get me back in the spirit. Get me back in the spirit right now, Jesus. Get me back in the spirit. <laughs> At my last church, we did. Living in the past. huh? My last husband. You going to have another one if you keep talking like that? I don't care how good that joker was. Come on now, you got another one now? People get stuck in uh, the past. And Paul says, forgetting what is behind. Let Let me take it a step further. Don't let past failure stop you from straining towards what is ahead. And here's the raw reality. Failure can be hard to deal with. So many people are chained to the past. Some of you in this place today. You're chained to a past sin, a past failure has changed you, a past mistake. It's chained you. It's paralyzing you from moving forward to what God has for you today. Some of you in this place, you feel like a loser because of the mistake. Because of the sin, because of the failure, you feel like a loser in this place today. Some of you feel like, you know what, I can't move forward. I can't go on with life. I can't receive anything that God has for me today. I can't be who God wants me to be because of my past. You, listen, Herbert, it's huge. The, the past. And Paul says, listen, listen, here's what you have to understand. One thing you've got to do. One thing. Forgetting what is behind and straining. Towards what is ahead. And you say, Herbert, you know what? I don't think I can do that. You don't understand, Herbert, how big the mistake was. You don't understand how big the the, the failure was. You don't understand the magnitude of the sin I committed. Her, you you have no idea how huge it is. There, there's, there's no way I can get over this. There's no way I can move forward. And here's what you need to know is that Jesus Christ came, and he lived a perfect sinless life, and he died on the cross of Calvary, and he got up on the third day so that you don't have to continue to live chained to your past. You see, Jesus forgives and forgets, and you need to forgive yourself you got to forgive yourself and forget what is behind you and move forward for, for what God has for you today. you got to move forward. God, God has more for you in 2011. And a major key to moving forward is learning from past mistakes. You shouldn't live in the past, but you should learn from the past. The the last thing you want to do in life is is, is make the same mistake over and over and over again. You you have to learn from the past mistakes so that you don't continue to to repeat them. You, you You got to learn from it. You don't live in the past, but you learn from the past. I like how Henry Ford says it. He said this, failure is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. I'm learning from the past. I'm not going to live in the past, but I'm going to learn from the past so that I can begin again more intelligently. And and what I want to do for the next few moments is I want to give you eight questions to ask yourself so that you can learn from past mistakes. Eight questions. They're they're not going to come up on the screen, so you'll have to jot them down very quickly. These eight questions, if you don't if you're not a fast rider, you can get online tomorrow or Tuesday and listen to the message, watch the message for free, download it on your iPod so that you can listen to it again. You can get a CD at the resource table over by the coffee shop of today's message. But, but eight questions to ask yourself so that you can learn from past mistakes. The first question deals with decisions, decisions. The, the question is this, what was my original motive? What was my motive? What was the, it, it, this is the internal factor. What was the, the, the driving, motivating factor for the de- for the decision that I made, the, the the second question that you ask yourself because listen you want to learn from your mistakes so that you don't continue to repeat them. The second question is this: it, it deals with action. The question is, what did I do? What what did I do? That that's external. We we looked at internal. That's the first question. Now the action is external. What did I actually do? the The, the, the third question deals with time and place. Time and place. When. And where did I do it? When and where did I do it? Time and place. It was at, you know, I, I usually do it at midnight, 2 o'clock, p.m., a.m. You know, I, this happened when I was there, when I was there. I can't go there again. It, that, that, you, with the time and place, where did it happen? Because you, you don't want to live in the past, but you want to learn from the past. The, 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 the next question deals with the results, results. The question is, what happened? What happened? Or uh, another way to say that is, it, 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 what are the consequences of my bad decision? Well, what, what are the consequences of my bad decision? The, the, the pain I went through, the relationships I hurt, how I was affected, what it did to my relationship with God. Well, what are the consequences of my bad decision, the results? The, the, the next question deals with evaluation. evaluation. The question is this, why did this happen? This is a moment of reflection. What I'm trying to do is I want you to forget the past, but, but I, I don't, also don't want you to repeat the past. you got to learn from the past. So a moment of reflection so, so that you can move forward some evaluation. Number six, the, the next question deals with correction, correction. The question is this, how can I change the mistake? How can I change the mistake? You, you want to process that. You want to think about it mentally. You, you don't want to be in the same place again in 2010 or you, where you were in 2009, the same mistakes you made back in 2000. You, you, you want to do better. How can I change the mistake? Correction. The, the, the seventh step is, is action, action. And, and the question is, what will I do differently? What, when I face it again, what will I do differently? What, what choice will I make the next time? The, the, the action step, what will I do differently? And, and number eight is this. The, the eighth question deals with moving forward. And that is, what do I need to do to move forward? What do I need to do to move forward? Because here's the raw reality. Some of you in this place, you're looking back. You got to stop looking back. You learn from the past, but you don't live in the past. Listen to me. Defeat is sure to come when you live in the past. No matter how bad you like to, you can't live yesterday over again. You can't do it. Learn from it, but you got to move forward. you got to stop looking backwards. It reminds me of a story in the Bible in Genesis chapter 19 and verse number 17. The Bible says this, as soon as they had brought them out. The vim is talking about, first of all, the city was, was Sodom and Gomorrah. And the them is talking about Lot and his wife. The Bible does not mention her name. Lot's wife, We're, we can call her Lottie. So Lot, Lottie, and they had two daughters, two daughters. So, so when the Bible says they brought them out, it's talking about Lot, Lotte, and the two daughters. And it says this, one of them said, flee for your lives. That's the angel of God talking to them. And, and notice the, the instruction he gives them. He says, don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. And this story is dealing with when, when, when God was, was getting ready to destroy the wicked city of Sodom and, and Gomorrah. And the command was, don't look back. And, and just nine verses later, Genesis chapter 19 and verse 26 says this, But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Lot's wife never reached her potential because Lot's wife looked back. Lot's wife never became all that God wanted her to become because Lot's wife was stuck. In the past, I, I, I don't know, maybe it was the past successes uh, uh, that, that, that they had done well in Sodom and Gomorrah. Maybe it was the house she was losing. I don't know. Maybe it was the two son-in-laws who were still in the city who were plans to be married to her sons I don't, uh, or to her daughters. I, 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 I don't know why, but the Bible says Lot's wife, she wasn't focused on the future. She was looking back. And, and Lottie, she slips up in the New Testament just one time just one time and the bible says three words about lots wife in luke 17 and verse 32 the bible says remember lots wife remember lots wife every time you get ready to look back remember lots wife every time you get ready to live in the past Remember, Lot's wife, every time yesterday's successes become bigger than tomorrow's dreams, remember, Lot's wife, every time yesterday's failures are bigger than tomorrow's hopes, remember, Lot's wife, who was full of destiny and full of potential. God still had more for her, but she was stuck. in the past, and missed out on what God had for her. Faith faces forward. Faith moves forward, not backwards. Stop looking back. Paul writes, forgetting what is behind, whether it was the success, whether it was the failures, whether it was the mess-ups, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead that leads me to point number three point number three number three is this stay focused on the future stay focused on the future Philippians 3 and verse 13 and 14 Paul says brothers I do not consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it but one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining notice this straining toward what is ahead I want you to notice the word ahead Paul said, I'm focused on the future. I'm looking ahead. I'm not looking back at the failures. I'm not looking back at the mistakes. I'm not looking back at the successes. I'm focused ahead. And and, and there's a key word there that jumped out at me this week. Paul says that I'm straining toward the future. I'm straining ahead, straining. You see, the past for all of us, it's so powerful in our life. And if you're not intentional about straining, that's the word Paul uses. you got to strain. you got to press. you got to push. Because the past can be so powerful, it can paralyze you. It can stop you. It can take a hold of your life, and you start living backwards instead of forwards. And Paul said, listen, I realize this, and so what I'm doing is I'm straining, I'm pressing, I'm pushing. It's a strong action word because I am moving ahead for what God has for me. Verse 14, Paul says, I press on toward the goal. Everybody shout goal. Goal. Come on, shout it one more time, goal. Goal. I press on toward the goal. Once again, he's talking future. He's saying God has more. I'm not there yet, but God has more. I'm pressed on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul said, listen, Paul said, I'm staying focused on the future. I'm standing focused on the goals that God has for me. One thing I do is forgetting what is behind me and straining towards what is ahead. I press on toward the goal. I'm moving forward to the goal. Question, question. What goal do you have for 2011? 2010's over. What's your goals for, for 2011? What are you pressing towards? What are you aiming for? Come on, don't get stuck in yesterday. Don't live in yesterday. God has more for you in 2011. What are you pressing for? What, 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 what faith steps are you taking towards the goal? Listen, we're called to be people of faith and to take faith steps towards the goal that God has for you and I. The Bible says it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 7, for we walk by faith. Catch this, not by faith sight. Come on, don't tell me where you are. Tell me where you're going. Come on, I know you're not what you want to be, but you're on your way. Come on, I know you're not where you want to be, but you're on your way. Quit walking by sight and start walking by faith. Start start taking steps toward the goal, toward the dream that God has for your life. Faith moves forward. Faith faces forward. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1, now faith is being sure of what we hope for. Everybody shout, hope for. That's so key. Let that ring in your heart. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Being sure of what we hope for. Can I ask you, faith is about the future. It's about hoping for something. What are you hoping for in 2011? What are you hoping for? The job? Is it in your marriage? Is it with your kids? Come on, is it in your finance? is it in your health? What are you hoping for? What, what, what are you straining for? What are you moving for? Quit, quit looking in the past. What are you hoping for? Faith faces forward. Faith moves forward. Paul says, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal. God has more for you in two thousand. 11, close your eyes, bow your heads with me around this place.